Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Dead End Sports Podcast. We like to call this the best couple of hours of your sports week. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, 12 Kyle, once again, and this is Dead End Sports. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. This is a weekly podcast that you can catch us just about everywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube. Uh, Make sure that you follow us on all social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you name it, we're there everywhere. Make sure that you check out our webpage, deadendsports.com, as well as go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash deadendsports. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. Uh, At the time of this recording, we got uh, one game going on. Um, Boston and, and Chicago are battling that series is... Uh, 1-0 for Chicago. Uh, we just had an ending for Milwaukee and Toronto. Milwaukee, excuse me, Toronto over Milwaukee, 106 to 100. That series is tied 1-1. Uh, because at the time of the we last recorded our podcast, we didn't the playoffs were not set. So it's time for give it's time for us to give our playoff predictions. So let's keep it in the East. Um, Toronto, Milwaukee. Uh, B, who wins that? And and, and what what's the, what's going to be the series count? I got Milwaukee and six. They, okay. Right now, right now they just playing like they wanted, man. I mean, granted they uh, Toronto just beat them and tied the series one uh, one, but um, I mean Milwaukee was they they've been playing like they wanted more, and uh, Toronto just they just mentally don't seem like they 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 there. So just from these first two games, mm-hmm. um, it's like Milwaukee's like playing with, they like playing with house money at this point. So. Um, unless Kyle Lowry and or the rest of them boys can get going, uh, you know, uh, Toronto might they might be leaving, they might be going home early, and Milwaukee might be meeting uh Cleveland for the second round. Might have Greek Freak versus LeBron. <laughs> so, oh, no, that would be a killer. Yeah, so that would be a killer. Um, that's why I think I think Milwaukee in six. Okay, okay, and that and that is the three six uh, because yeah. Milwaukee is the six seed, Toronto is the three seed, so the series is now tied one one. Headed to Milwaukee. Uh, Ken, what about you? Milwaukee, Toronto, who you got? I mean, you know we can't trust Toronto, man. I don't <laughs> care what they did last year. Was was anyone really surprised that they lost game one? I know I wasn't. So, um, yeah, give me give me Milwaukee and, and six, man. I, I'm going a, I'm to a be the, uh, the contrarian. Mm-hmm. Man, I... And I, I should have learned my lesson from last year. But um, you know what, man? Can it be? I, I realized watching game one yeah. that I really haven't watched a lot of neither one of these teams all season. <laughs> <laughs> they had a bunch of dudes with a bunch of names that I couldn't pronounce. I mean, like, everybody's got long names. This is like the long name series. Um, <laughs> and speaking of long, man, yo, Milwaukee is long and athletic as hell. Like yes. everybody's long. I mean, start from Greek Freak on down. Um, 
And is Don Maker playing? I didn't see him. Is he hurt? Who? He Don doesn't Maker. play a lot. He gets like okay. six or seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. He's long as hell too. Um, I'm gonna go with Toronto, man. Toronto in seven. Um, I, I don't even have a reason why. I, <laughs> I I'm gonna go Toronto in seven. Um, I, I I think Toronto's veteran because they've been there before. I think that will help propel them. Um, I think at some point, you know, your man Drake's gonna show up, and he'll be the good luck charm. Um, by the way, I, off a side note, I, I watched a clip of um, game one. They had halftime entertainment. They had Talib Kweli performing. Uh, I don't think Toronto was up on Talib Kweli because they were really quiet. <laughs> wow. They wanted want their boy Drake. That's what it was. Hey, man, I could have sworn I heard crickets while he was rapping, man. That was like, I mean, like they gave him no energy whatsoever. And I mean, he was doing his hits. He did like a like a seven minute set. It was kind of he wasn't whack, but the crowd was whack. And I'm like, I don't know if they if y'all understand Quali. But anyway, uh, that's, another, that's another story for another day. Give me Toronto and seven. Toronto and seven. Um, all right, Ken. Moving on to the hometown ATL Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, the four or five series. Uh, Hawks are the fifth seed. Washington Wizards are the fourth seed. Uh, who do you like in this series? Washington. Washington. I like Death Row DC, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they got some thugs out there, boy. How uh, many how many games do you think this was going? Oh man. Uh man, Atlanta don't want any, man. This this is gonna go five, man. They don't want any. P- Paul Millsap in the media crying and whining, <laughs> saying that, that the Wizards played uh like it was M- MMA. <laughs> he got dunked on like two times, Gortat. Marcin oh, the Polish hammer. Yeah, dunking on people and pushing them out the way. They just they just abuse poor Millsabs, man. Um so yeah, man, give me give me the Wizards in in 5. Yeah, completely agree. I think Hawks going to get one home game and that's it. Uh John Wall is like the Atlanta Hawks killer. Every time mm-hmm. when he plays them, that boy they don't have an answer for him. They don't have an answer for John Wall. It's just he just one of those players that just that the Atlanta Hawks do not have an answer for. So, yes, I'm going with uh, the Wizards in five. Yeah, I I gotta agree, man. I I you and you guys know I'm the the lonely Hawks fan on here. Uh, this 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 is a bad matchup. Um, the Hawks played the Wizards four times this year. Uh, they beat the Wizards once. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, that was opening night. So, you know, other than that, they, and I, and a couple of the games, I don't, from what I remember, weren't even close. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I would be surprised if it got to five. Cause it might be a sweep. Um, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to say sweet. Yeah. Wizards going to sweep the Hawks. I just, I mean, it's it's bad matchups across the board. And Damn. when I heard when I heard Millsap say what he said, I'm like, man, y'all, you know, y'all soft. Like you, I mean, this is playoff basketball. What do you expect? You know, nobody's gonna take a light on you. I just, it's bad matchups across the board, and I just don't think that the Hawks have enough. Um, you in the play in, in these playoff series against a team like the Wizards, you gotta have gotta have contributions all across the board. Millsap, Schroeder, uh, Howard. And then Baysmore, like four four of your five starting five got to be in double figures. And if you don't get in, and Washington's very good defensively, quietly. 
People don't really talk about what they do defensively. And like you said, Wall and Beal are playing at, at a great level. Nah, I, I I would like to see it go longer than that, but I'm calling a sweep, man. It's it's not it's not gonna happen. Um, we got Indiana and Cleveland. That series now is two zero. I'm sorry, the Hawks and uh, Washington series is one zero. Uh, at the time of this recording, they play on Wednesday. Um, and then let's see, we got the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. This series is two zero. Uh, with Cleveland uh, blowing big leads, but you know hanging on, and were one bad. Well, actually, wasn't a bad shot. One great shot away from uh, CJ Miles in Game One, actually winning Game One. Uh, but the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, are right there, uh, according to LeBron, they're almost about to turn it up, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, B, how do you see this series playing out, man? Uh, same as the Hawks and Wizards, I think. Hey, well, I don't know. It might be a sweep. We might it might be a sweep, probably, man. Because uh, Paul George seemed like he's checking out from, from his team. <laughs> hey, and calling cats out in the media too, man. I mean, you know, and you know, let's not forget Paul George is already kind of in the towards the end of the regular season. He was already unhappy with the Pacers organization and the players anyway, saying that you know guys out there playing with no urgency. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, his guys. If they, if they losing composure, this is the wrong time in the playoffs to be losing composure, man. We got playoff basketball, and, you know, I, I think Paul George is the only one that's really out there that's just, like, playing. Like, you know how you just see players as you can tell, like the Clippers situation. Like, Chris Paul is the only one that's, like, really playing like mm, he wants mm, And no one else is mm, playing like they want it. And we say, that, we say that every year, too. <laughs> Paul George is the only one that's playing like he wants it. Like, he wants – because he said it. He's tired of losing to LeBron. He's lost LeBron three previous times in the playoffs. He's tired of losing to him. So Paul George wants this. I don't think the rest of his teammates have that same urgency as Paul George does. So it, I think this might be a sweep. We might, we wow, might be looking, wow, I'm wow. going to say sweep. I'm going to go sweep. Okay. Ken, what about you? How do you see this one playing out with uh, I mean, excuse me, with uh, Cleveland being up 2-0? Um. The Pacers just don't have enough, man. Um, they really don't. Um, they may get lucky and get one, but I doubt it. Um, so I, I think it, I think it's gonna go four zero, man. You know they they took. A, I mean, they still look bad on defense. They still let them back in the game, but it wasn't as bad because they managed to make a couple of plays to hold them off. Um, Paul George is playing unreal, man. He's playing out of his mind, but mm-hmm. it's just. It's just not enough, man. When I was watching that game, um, at some point you just got to look at the players um, on the court, and Cleveland just have more talent. Yeah, you can match uh, LeBron. You know, Paul George can cancel him out, but what about Kevin <laughs> Kyrie Irving? What's mm-hmm. Jeff T gonna do? <clears throat> Who's gonna guard Kevin Love? Kevin Love is a factor in this series, so it's just yeah, too much. He was big last night. Yeah, he he killed him, man. And that's just gonna get his confidence up and. You know, Cleveland is still trying to uh, get into playoff uh, mode. And they're using this series to tune it up. Which leads me to a theory. (laughs) (laughs) What's your theory, Ken? You know what? A a lot of people online, they they were saying that the Cavs were tanking to get the second seed. And I was like, eh, nah, that makes no sense. They just suck. Uh, The Cavs are awful on defense. 
And to a certain degree, I still believe that. But I started thinking, what's a tough matchup? What's I mean, Butler is tough. Miami would be tough. Um, but Paul George is a nightmare. Paul George, let's, I mean, he's on the level of, of KD, um, mm-hmm. talent-wise. I mean, he he's, he's legit. Yeah. So, if you think about this right, so now you have, like, we know the other pieces are not the Warriors, but now you got that one guy that you could kind of scheme a game plan for. So maybe it's almost like, man, this is going to be a tune-up. We're going to get uh, the, the equivalent of KD in the East. And then net series, who, who will they play net series? Who will they play? Um, uh, Milwaukee. Play? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, the winner, Milwaukee and, um, and a Toronto series. Okay, okay. Which would be another matchup, a uh, tough matchup at the three, and they play well as a team. I don't know, man. That that could be. It, it may not be for the reasons that people said it was on Twitter to avoid Miami of all teams. They would have blew them up the door <laughs> too. Uh, but maybe you know, if you want to tune up a little bit to get ready, Indiana will give you some tough games, and then you can kind of you know work on your defense, work on your offense, and you know as a, as the playoffs progress, you know you, you're 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 ready. You're ready because by the time they get to the finals. If they get to the finals, and I'm still undecided on that, um, you know they'll just have to game plan for the other three in in Golden State. So you know, and, and by the time they get to the finals, say for instance they play Washington in the Eastern Conference Finals, they will have to deal with Bill and John Wall, Curry, Clay Thompson. I don't know, man. I'm just saying Ken, there could be something Ken, to this. Can what? That, that's not that's not the same, man. <laughs> hey, but all right, John Wall is a nightmare, though. There's nobody that can guard John Wall. But that's not Steph Curry, Draymond, and Kevin Durant, and, and Clay Thompson. I'm just saying the pieces, like the different pieces you face at different parts of the playoff. I can't. I, know, I, man, I, I, I see where you're going, but the only problem is. They don't play any. I mean, like I know they don't play we, defense. Yeah, the defense has just been. I mean, like I, I looked at some number, and I'm not big on, you know, these statistics and stuff. But man, they, they the Cavs since the All Star break are 29th in defi- in defensive deficiency efficiency. I mean, since the All Star break. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, I'm just. I mean, like I. And you know, for LeBron to say, "Well, yeah, we're you know we're we're almost there to turn up the switch," and I'm like, "Dude, you're playing against, you know, I mean, and and they have been. I'm quietly, I'm surprised that Indiana has played as well as they played. Paul George, I think, is averaging thirty six and six, and you know, Def Teague had twenty four, you know, the, uh, last night, and you know, but they just. They couldn't match up with, and like you said, B, Kevin Love has just been the difference, or at least it was a difference in game two, because, you know, they just, they don't have anybody to guard him. And, you know, Paul George kind of called out C.J. Miles for taking a final shot uh, after game one. He kind of called out uh, Lance Stevenson for his quote-unquote body language after game two. And I find all of this to be surprising because it looks to us like, and we've talked about it, like that Paul George could be on his way out of Indiana um, soon. So, you know, it's kind of mind-boggling to hear him talk like that. Uh, that being said, I think this series is going – it'll probably go five. I think Indi- Indiana will be able to get game three. 
Um, and then, you know, Cavs would get four and five to close them out. Um, if, if for nothing else, I think that series is compelling. It's, it's fun to watch. I like watching LeBron and, um, I like watching LeBron and Paul George go back and forth. I think that's been that's been dope for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, <laughs> can I? I see where you're going, but <laughs> but stop it, just stop it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, just another conspiracy theory. We'll see. We'll see. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, we're, we're doing our, we're doing our pre- uh, playoff projections right now. Join us, the homie FIFO. FIFO, what up, man? Yo, 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 what's good? What, what's up, good? what up, man? What up, what up bro? Hey, we we're just uh, we're just getting locked in, man. Doing our playoff predictions. Um, we we're we're doing the East right now. We we've talked about Milwaukee and Toronto, uh, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland, and Indiana. Uh, real quick, man, give us your uh, your thoughts on who's going to win those series and in how many games. First, Milwaukee and Toronto. All right, uh, me and B, we went to go catch uh, the first game. We heard. First... Yeah. <laughs> yes, and um, I look, man, look. This is Giannis's coming out party. He this is the second time he's in the playoffs. I think the first time was like two years ago, mm-hmm. and he averaged eleven and a half points a game. Completely different player. We saw what he did the first night. He took their heart, and I've always said Toronto is soft. And I said something that night that I'm gonna stick to. I said if Milwaukee won the first game, they're gonna beat Toronto in five. I'm gonna stick to that um, because I don't believe in Kyle Lowry. I've been said it. Uh, you, you could go and roll back the tape of last year and in the, in the previous years. Don't believe in Kyle Lowry. Always said DeMar has to show up in the playoffs. Um, you know, game one, he was all right. But he doesn't take over the game. He's not as impactful as a Paul George, which is why Paul George and LeBron on the court, Paul George is going to match LeBron. It's going to be a great series regardless of who's around Paul George. But that the same cannot be said for a DeMar DeRozan or a Kyle Lowry. Love the additions of T, uh, uh, T, uh, what is it, P.J. Tucker uh, or T, or whatever his name is, the, the perimeter guy. That's yeah, that's it, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. And I love the, the pickups of Ibaka. But it's still not going to be enough. They're not going to be able to do nothing with Giannis. Y- 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 I'm telling you, single-handedly, he's going to beat this team. So, to me, I got Toronto losing in five. In terms of uh, what's the Atlanta-Washington. Other- Atlanta-Washington. Another player I think that's going to have a coming-out party in these playoffs, John Wall. John Wall has mm-hmm. been highly disrespected coming out of Kentucky. A lot of people didn't think he was going to be a good point guard. I said from day one, just give him time. He's going to be great, and that's what he is now. And I think that this is finally the stage for him to show why he is a top three point guard in the NBA because that's truly what he is now. I think that's how far he's elevated himself. Um, And I don't see anybody on that Atlanta team slowing him down. So I think... John Wall is going to do and get whatever he wants. And because he's a true point guard, that just means everybody else is going to eat off of it. So for me, I got Washington and five or six against Atlanta. Um, no disrespect to Atlanta. They just are devoid of a superstar. That, worry. That, that's, I, I said they get swept. <laughs> that's a possibility, too. Like, I just have more. Respect. Can it be said five games? I said sweet. 
Wow. Yeah, I just have more respect for, for Coach Bud and what this core Atlanta Hawks team has been through because they've won a lot of games. They've been to all-star teams and all of that. So I, I, I'm just not going to disrespect them and say that they're going to get swept, even though the talent may say that they can. But at the end of the day, it's experience when it comes to the playoffs. They have some mm -hmm. of that. So I just I don't see them getting swept. But it is possible. Now, going to the Cleveland... Um, Indiana. Indiana series. Obviously, Cleveland's going to win. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're up 2-0 now in that series. Um, they still haven't played their best basketball and eked out two, two wins. They just have too much talent. Again, Paul George can equalize, not neutralize, but equalize LeBron James. And, you know, you got Kyrie Irving and, and, and K-Love out there. And then you have the, the, the rest of that squad that can at any moment give you exactly what you need. Cleveland will figure it out as these playoffs progress. Um, I think they'll probably sweep or do a gentleman sweep with Indiana. Um, but, yeah, I, I got the Cavs in five. Um, in terms of the Chicago Boston series, here, 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 here's the thing with that series, and, and, and my thing with Boston. Boston's a great team, but at the end of the day, it comes down to talent, um, and how you utilize that talent. And my thing is, I love Isaiah Thomas, mm -hmm. but he can't be your main and only guy that can go get a bucket at five nine. When you have great de perimeter defenders, a la Jimmy Butler, that can say, you know what, I don't care what nobody else does except for you, that's going to be a problem for Boston. And we already saw that. J J Jimmy had a pretty much a bad game until well, the beginning of the fourth or the third when he, when he just scored like 10 or 12 straight or something like that. Right. So, so I think that that's going to be a very interesting series. Um, I, I, I don't want to go with the rest of the pundits and say, you know, uh, Bulls in seven or six or something like that. I'm still going to hold serve for the hometown team in terms of Boston. Um, finally winning the East, Isaiah Thomas, you know, averaging 30 points a game. I think that they have an identity. Um, I think that they will play better as a squad, but. I will not be surprised if Chicago does upset them. But I'm taking Boston and seven in that series. Okay, okay. And keep in mind, folks, that that is the 1-8 series. And if I'm not mistaken, in NBA history, is the one in, the eight seed is only beaten the one seed, I, I want to say twice. Um, Denver so, yeah, and the Warriors. Yeah, Denver, Denver and the Warriors. Yep, yep, that's it. That's it, Ken. Um, <clears throat> so... That's happening. Um, and that game is, as, as I mentioned at the top, at the time of this recording, is currently being played. Uh, Chicago's up by 12. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm watching it. And I mean, like, I'm seeing D Wade hitting threes. And it <laughs> never happens. So we'll see how it But it's, it's fourth quarter. So there's still a lot of time left. Um, B, what about you, man? How do you see this Boston uh, Chicago series uh, playing out? Well, as I'm watching this right now, uh, <laughs> all right, I, and you know, I'm trying not to let that influence my decision. I, don't know, which man. I mean, I mean uh, you know, Boston might, I mean, Chicago might take this in six, you know, the way, the way it's looking it, It's especially if they take this game tonight, it might go five, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But, um, Chicago, Chicago is playing. Well, what we thought they would be going into the season with, with you know, with Butler, Rondo, and D Wade, you know, 
we was like, you know, if they can get some some type of some type of play from power forward and center position, uh oh, they'd be good. But um, yeah, man, uh, you know, Chicago they, defensively, they all over the place, man. And, and like I said, you know, sh- even though it's unfortunate that you know Isaiah Thomas probably might not be all there right now, um, or maybe this this series, you know, um, mm-hmm. so I don't know how how much. He is there mentally playing the game. He's you know playing that in this series with his sister, you know passing away. But Chicago playing like, look, we trying to make history and you know well make history again and be an AC to knock off the one seed. Now I think right now Chicago, this right now just from based off game one and right now I would say Chicago in six. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Ken? I had Chicago uh, before t- before the first. Ball was uh, even even tipped off, man. Um, well, that that comes as no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> even at this boy D Wade, yeah, uh, with your best friend D Wade playing for came Chicago, short, that came, came as no short surprise. of a dunk in game one. That was hilarious. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ken. <laughs> I I have nothing to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know what? I I, I thought. Right, that um, you know when when news came down about what happened with I thought they were they could rally and maybe win this series. Um, again, this game is not over, um, and you know we know the fourth quarter is is Isaiah Thomas time, it's ITT time, mm-hmm. and they can come back. And we we know historically the Boston Garden is known for just crazy lucky stuff happening. But I think this was just a bad matchup for for Boston, man. Um, for one, they don't have the amount of experience that Chicago have. We have Rondo, who's won a, 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 a title, who played in, who lost in seven. We have Dwayne Wade, who has three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he he won one by himself, challenging Jordan, and got LeBron, too. Um, and then we have... Uh, um, who else on this? Oh, Jimmy Butler, who's went toe to toe with LeBron and lost, but you know he got the heart, the moxie, you know the playoff experience, um, and and he's up for the challenge. And this was the thing that when it came to the playoffs, I was concerned about. Every everybody was praising Isaiah Thomas during the regular season, rightfully so. But in the playoffs, it's different, and the rules change we all know that everybody knows that and teams can get away with a little bit more than they have before and I and you know Chicago has they have talent they have Bobby Portis who's up and down but he has talent they have um Meritich who is up and down he can get hotter he can get cold but the guy can flat out shoot um when he's hot he's damn near unstoppable we've seen this you know, Robin Lopez cleans the board. He's, you know, he's just that big guy down there. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a nice jumper. You know, uh, they can bring uh, this this kid, uh, J- uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, Jerry and Grant, who played yeah. well when, when Rondo went out. So he has some experience down the stretch. Um, Valent, uh, uh, Denzel. So they have pieces, man. Just throughout this year, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's fit or, you know, with everybody, you know, with them having so many ball-dominant players, uh, they've struggled throughout this. They've just been inconsistent. And while they look good now, 
This is a very inconsistent team, and mm-hmm. they can easily look like crap. But I think they are up for the challenge. They want to win this series, and they believe that they are better than an eight seed. And many people believe that Boston is a fraud, fraudulent number one seed, and that they're only the number one seed because the Cavs didn't want it. And um, and so that's why I coming into this series just based on the matchups. I like Chicago in the series. I wasn't looking at the seeds. I don't think seeding matters um, outside of the record. And I think the record doesn't tell the story of Chicago all the way. So for me, based on the talent, the experience, I like Chicago in six. I think Chicago's going to win this thing in six, close it out at home. Man, I'm – I'm watching this game, man, and I'm shaking my head because I'm really surprised at Boston, um, how they're not playing. Um, I think FIFO hit the nail on the head. Like, it's going to be hard for them to, to, and we said that all year, it's going to be hard for them to succeed when you, you know, so really heavily dependent on Isaiah Thomas, you know, a guy that's 5'9 to carry you and get buckets. Um I just happened to pull up the box score while Ken was talking, man. Al Horford in this particular game that we're watching right now has five points. You can't in 27 minutes. So it's not like his minutes have been limited. Now, he does have seven boards, but you can't have a guy of that caliber with that little bit of points. Um, You know, so I think I think Boston has to win this game. And if Boston doesn't win this game, they lose in six. Um but, yeah, you can't have – I mean, like, it, the the scoring is going to have to be – of course, Thomas is going to get his, but Avery Bradley, Crowder, you know, guys like that, you got to get some some good play off the bench. I think uh, Smart has, like, 10 points right now. Um, you know, Olink has 10 points. Um, but, yeah, man, you, you can't – they need – it has to be all hands on deck. And Chicago's, it, like Ken said, it, it may just be a bad matchup because Chicago, right now, all five starters in double figures. And when they play like that, you know, they're they're a very formidable opponent. So I'm going to go ahead and you know, I tried to make my prediction based on the fact that I wasn't watching the game, even though I am watching the game as we're recording this podcast. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm going to say Boston. I mean, uh, Chicago in six. It's not looking good for Boston, and that's that's not what you want. Um Let's move over to the Western Conference. We got Utah and the Clippers. Mm. That series, Utah is up 1-0, but the game two will be played uh, tonight as we are recording our podcast. So, FIFO, man, how do you how do you see this one playing out? I like Utah. Um, Let's go, FIFO. Let's uh, go. <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, uh, with or without Rudy Gobert. Um and the main reason is because DeAndre Jordan is not an offensive threat, so you don't have you don't really need a guy to guard him. Obviously, he's gonna eat on the other side with Rudy in there. He doesn't eat as much uh, with the defensive boards and changing shots and things of that nature because he has to be stuck to Rudy. But when you have a guy like Derek Favors that's coming back from injury, he had a pretty solid first game. Um, when you have at your disposal, a Trey Lyles, even though he's young. You know, you got big guards as uh, Rodney Hood. You got a big perimeter player and arguably their best player and uh, Gordon Hayward. You know, like, they just have a lot. And the thing is, is that I think that they're hungrier than the Clippers because the Clippers are still trying to 
figure out that championship DNA where Utah just wants to get respect. So that's what they're playing for right now. I don't think that they believe they can win a championship, but that's not necessarily their goal. Their goal is to play every single game hard and make sure everybody's like, damn, uh, they just outplayed us. So that's what I see in that series, and I think that's how it's going to play out. Unfortunately for the Clippers, I think that this is going to be the end of their run. I think Steve (laughs) Ballmer is going to have to make a tough decision as – as it pertains to Doc Rivers, if he's going to be the head coach and GM of a rebuilding squad, because I think they lose this first round. I also think that if that happens, Blake doesn't come back. I think if I'm CP, I'm probably considering not coming back. JJ Redick is definitely not coming back. So that leaves you with DeAndre. So I, 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 I just think that this is going to be the last version of these Clippers that we see. So for those Clipper fans listening right now, enjoy it because I got Utah winning in six or seven. Okay. 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 What about you, Ken? Utah's the number one. Rate ranked defense, rated defense in the in the NBA, right? I think so. I think they they are. Um, last they're up last, there. I saw. Yeah, yeah, they're up. They're um, definitely up. Now. That's with Gobert. Gobert is hurt. He may be done for the playoffs. I a lot of what FIFO said, man. I, I'm in agreement with. Um, I, I think that this team has often been overlooked. Um, they're rugged. They're rough. Um, they play tough. They're like they're a lot like like Memphis at times, and um, and sometimes they they got the right guy, man, Joe Johnson, to come in there and with this experience, um, help you know take a lot of pressure off guys like Hayward, who is a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, George Hill, we hey, if you know him from San Antonio, he can, this days in in Indiana, and, you know he he can play. He's a good player. Um, you know, Rodney Hood can can shoot it. So, um, so there are a lot of things that works in Utah's favor. But the one thing that works in Utah's favor the most is a guy by the name of Blake Griffin, because as long as Blake Griffin continues to be a puppy in the fourth quarter of games, they the Clippers don't stand a chance. Derek Favors is on one leg. He is hurt. He cannot move. He cannot play. He barely got through that game. And Blake Griffin is afraid of the ball. He's afraid of the moment. He wants no part of it. Chris Paul reluctantly had to take over that game. And he brought them back. It's going to take more than Chris Paul to win that game. Everybody else tightened up. Chris Paul kept coming. And when he realized his team was tight, he ramped things up while everybody else shot away from the moment. How do you score, what, 20 points in the first half and six, six. afterwards? Mm. What is hey, that? Ken, I, you know what, Ken? You, 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 you made the argument so eloquent that I always try to explain to people. Chris Paul, no point guard, no little man is ever going to win a championship by themselves because they cannot 
physically impact the game throughout an entire game because it takes too much of a toll. When you are miniature, right? Like CP in regular life is not a small guy. He's what, 6'1", 6'2"? That's pretty tall in normal life. But in, in, in the NBA, that's extremely small. Can he take on physicality? Of course. But how much physicality throughout an entire game where he's not going to wear himself out? A guy like LeBron, 6'8", 250, freight train, oh, he could play physical all day. That's, that's not going to bother him. Uh, a guy of Blake Griffin's stature, physicality is not going to bother him through four quarters. Right. But a little guy like CP, no matter how great he is, he's going to need a guy that's bigger than him on his squad to come up big throughout four quarters and physically impact the game for four quarters. And unfortunately, that's what he doesn't have on this squad. You know what? I'm a question CP. CP, when you going to make that decision to go play with a premier perimeter threat? Because that's the one thing he has yet to play with. And I'm going to say this now. Until he plays with that, he's not going to even smell a championship. Mm. What about you, B? Uh, uh, I still think... um, uh, I I still think Clippers might pull it out. I think with with, uh, Rudy... Being out probably for their manager's series, I think that's gonna hurt some interior defense. But to a certain degree, I, I agree with Ken because yeah, if Blake Griffin just keep turning into that little old baby puppy <laughs> in the freaking fourth quarter. Then yeah, I, I mean I I, I kind of see Clippers like because I said it earlier in the show. I said P- CP3 has been the only person that plays like he wants it. You know, in previous years, he's been the only one that plays like he wanted. But everyone else has just been falling short. Jamal Crawford at times do too, but sometimes he takes a lot of ill-advised shots. But, yeah, I I, I still might say Clippers in seven just because Utah don't have their uh, rim protector. Um, You know, they they stole that when Iso Joe got it from him. You know, uh, so I still think Clippers might pull this one out. As much as I want to say Utah, if they had a uh, rim protector, I would definitely say Utah. Regardless if the first, if game one was a win or a loss, um, just the way Utah was looking out there, um, look they look very good. They like 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 uh, Ralph said, you know they 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 playing like they really wanted where Clippers don't. So you can tell by body language, man, the way teams play like teams that just want it. Same way with like like I said earlier about Milwaukee playing Toronto. Milwaukee they just they want it. They just want it more. Even in this loss tonight, Milwaukee still played. They wanted it more. Um, so yeah, I, I I say Clippers in seven. Yeah, you know, B. I was gonna say like even though like you said they stole that game, but Utah controlled that whole game. So you know, Chris Paul is the one that got them back in the game, only to tie it. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so so yeah, man. I I don't know what they're gonna do tonight. I'm curious. So we'll see, but. Um, they got a lot. Make I got a, lot a question. Of yeah, na- na- name me another guy on that Clipper squad that's just gonna go get his own buckets consistently, besides mm-hmm. CP. 
Mm, I mean, maybe, Crawford, maybe but Crawford, I mean, I guess consistent, consistently. Yeah, yeah, consistently. Yeah, okay. Consistently, that's the key. Yes, Jamal can get it, but but I'm talking about as a coach, do you rely on Jamal Crawford to be one of your primary scoring threats? No, because no, he's, nah. he's coming off the bench. So it's he's, he's like, just hope he, he gets hot. Anything, yeah, <laughs> he's, exactly. like, he's hot. You he's like a J.R. Smith, man. He, he'll get you, you know, five straight threes and then hit you seven straight bricks. Yep. So so you don't rely on him. So all I'm, like when I look at that Clipper team, they're constructed as, as best as Doc could have. The missing piece is a versatile wingman that, that can go get his own. That's what they're missing. Because J.J. relies on CP. Blake relies on CP too damn much when he shouldn't. Obviously, DeAndre has to rely on CP. And then Al Farouk Aminu or whoever else that they're starting at the three at the time definitely depends on CP. So you got four players on the court depending on one guy. That, that That's too much for CP. He needs to be like, hey, bro, take the rock. Go do something. Let me chill on this possession so we can come back down and play some defense. They don't have that. Nah. Yeah, I, I think um, I probably – I'm gonna probably go with Utah, man. I, I just I, I think it's I think it's gonna be tough for the Clippers to overcome. And I think one of you guys mentioned it earlier. When I watch that Clipper team, man, it looks like Chris Paul is the one who is always going all out. And we've said this for the last three or four years. Like he's the one out there really, really. And I'm, I'm not questioning the heart of his teammates, but it looks like he's the one that just really, really cares and really gives a damn. Like everybody else like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll turn it on, that type of thing. Um, I do expect this to go seven, but I, I like I like Utah, man. I like Utah in seven, even without. And, I, and this is funny because the moment that they lost Gobert, I thought that they might have been in trouble, but. You know, they seem to have rallied around the fact, and he's probably not, like you said, he's probably not going to be, he's definitely not going to be back for this series. He's probably out for the playoffs. But um, I think uh, the Clippers, I think this is it for the Clippers. I think even if they're able to get out of this series, which I don't think that they will, this team is going to get blown up. And it literally could look like a shadow of itself um, this time next year. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how this series plays. As I mentioned at the top, the they will be playing um, later on tonight as we record this podcast. Um, San Antonio, Memphis. Uh, San Antonio's up 2-0. Uh, B, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, yeah, San Antonio um, is going to take it. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a give San Antonio in five. I think I – think <laughs> Mm-mm, coach, four. shout out to the coach, man, for showing mm-hmm. his displeasure in, you know, the referees <laughs> in last night's game. Now, record that data. Slam his phone. <laughs> but um, I, I have a feeling that the – I think – I have a, a small feeling that Memphis are going to get a lot of calls next in game three. Um, Just off of that. You know, we've seen it before. We've seen this mm-hmm. happen before. Oh, no question. Where coaches, no question. Where coaches go nuts about how – and they and then they have the numbers to back it up and to prove about how you know this team shot all these free throws and we didn't and da 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 and the next game what you start seeing oh that team showing up getting a lot of calls so I, I think this might happen in this game three and I think Memphis is going to take the only game that they're going to win in this series and I say uh, Spurs in five. What about you, Ken? It's going to be a sweep. I I have nothing. 
no analysis or anything. The Spurs are just way <laughs> better than, than the Grizzly, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be over. I don't know, man. I, th- I think Ken and uh, B are, are, are dismissing Memphis too too easily. Um, now, I'm not picking them to win, so so, so I'm not going that far. <laughs> that, that you clarify that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think San Antonio has a little bit more than Memphis, but um, I, I think it's in six. Um, I think Memphis oh, is too six. gritty, too scrappy. Yeah, at home, uh, for, for it to just be a sweep. Uh, I, I just I don't see that happening. I, I just I really don't. Um, and I think Fizdale had a lot of points um, with, with his little rant because how how do you shoot 19 times in the paint? The other team shoots 11 times, but they get 19 free throws to your like like five or whatever, right? Like that that just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense that Kawhi Leonard, primarily a perimeter player gets 19 free throw attempts in the entire game where Zach Randolph gets zero. That 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 just does not make sense. It, it just, come on, let, let, let's be honest. Let's just put our logical hat on, and that doesn't make sense. So at the end of the day, I think he pulled his little, you know, Phil Jackson uh, trick out. I think the, the, the game, what are they going, the game three? Game mm-hmm. three in Memphis is going to be called definitely in Memphis's favor. I think they win that game. I think they win game four. I think they lose game five in San Antonio. Then I think they lose again at home again. Hmm. I've got in this one. I've got I've got San Antonio in five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they swept Memphis. They Memphis just didn't have enough. Um, you know this this series is you know it's it's a rumble tumble series. I, I think you know coach made a great point. I mean he he came with his data. Oh, it's old you know Phil Jackson trick um, from back in the day where Phil Jackson when he was the coach for the Bulls, particularly when they were going in those series against uh, you know teams that played them a little bit more tough. Um, you know the Pistons or the Knicks. You know he would openly publicly you know complain about the the officiating uh, in between games. And almost every single time that they, that he did that, they would get the calls the next game. So, um, I think David Stern eventually started finding teams for stuff like that. So, but that was the old Phil Jackson trick. So, I'm not surprised if, that the coach did that. Um, why, look for Memphis to get some calls at home. I just don't think it's going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough. So, this, this one probably ends in five, maybe four. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I say I'd say five. I say five. Um, Portland Golden State. Ken, who you got? I want to pick Portland so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be crazy. Um, crazy Ken. Man, FIFO, I, I told you, man. Harkless, Aminu, the pieces on that team, it's just not enough. And, and, and Nurkic, if he was healthy, could – Make a difference. I don't know if it'll be enough to win the series, but it could be enough for it to go six. Dame and 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 um and McCollum, CJ, they play fantastic. They just had no help, and it was painful to watch because them boys were balling. But the surrounding cast did absolutely nothing, and I like what they did in the second half of that first game where they tried to get them involved in the game. Um, and, you know, at that point it can't, kind of became a game of runs, but it also kind of took them out of rhythm a little bit. 
um, from the first half. And, you know, I know Dakota uh, State may have made some adjustments too because you had two guys that was really keeping them in the game um, in the first half. Um, but as long as Aminu's on that team, as long as Harkless is on that team, uh, I just – Alan Crabb disappeared. Evan Turner – Evan Turner's line looked good, but it had no impact on the game. Without Nurkic, I just – they may get one game, but from what I saw, I, I don't even see that because it, it will take a super human effort from Dame and CJ to 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 get a game, let alone two. Um, so, uh, tune-up game for the Warriors, man, to get back into a rhythm, and uh, this should be over in, in – in, you know what? I'll give Dame one, so I'll say this will be over in five because Golden State always slip up on that in, in the third game. They always – they have a tendency to lose game three. So I'll give Golden State, uh, Golden State, a winning in five. Okay, okay. What about you, uh, B? How do you see this one playing out? Golden State and Portland. Golden State in five. Um, okay. just too much firepower. I mean, I, it's just too much. Um, you know, I lo- I love the dog that that Portland is showing, but you know, it's just. This is one of those things where it just matchups just don't work. It's just it, Golden State is just too much. So yeah, I got Golden State in five. I got I, I Portland. You know, I always give you know that the lower seed teams or the or the underdogs that those home games, those first home games. You know, you got a lot of emotion going. You know, you don't want to go down three zip. You know, so you, you mostly most of the time they get those games. So I, I give Portland game three, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. What about you, FIFO? How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, man, it's gonna be four or five. Uh, primarily due to the fact that they don't have Nurkic. Um, I think if they did, they could probably push it six. Uh, mainly because you know the uh, Golden State does not have a true viable big man, um, and I think Nurkic could definitely dominate them there, and they're gonna have to make some 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 defensive choices, but um. With that, they just don't have enough star power. You know, Golden State has four legitimate stars. They have two and an upcoming. You know, Nurkic needs to play with Portland a full year to solidify himself as that third guy. And they still need another guy. And they still need better depth to be able to beat a Golden State Warrior team. Now, the thing is, the reason why I'm giving them five is because... First off, Dame is from Oakland. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two, he's a mug. You know what I'm saying? I want to use other terminology right now, but he's <laughs> a mug at home. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the, the uh, three or four point guards that I say that just takes it to Steph Curry. And when you have a backcourt like Steph and CJ, you cannot hide Steph. Steph is going to get cooked by one of them two guys, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. They just don't have enough to sustain that when Steph comes off and then they go to their bench and all of this and all of that. But Portland is definitely up and coming. I don't know the GM's name, but I got to give them a lot of props for pulling that move because Portland is just on the up and up. They still need one more guy. But once they do that, they're definitely going to be a contender. I like 
I like Golden State in this series. Um, I think it'll probably go five. Um, I, I, this Portland team, man, they just don't have enough. Now, we did get word that uh, game two will be tomorrow on Wednesday, and Kevin Durant uh, is listed as questionable with a calf strain. Um, I think he... I think no, he did play at the end of the game. So because I, I saw him, I saw them wrapping his calf at one point in time during the third and fourth quarter. But he did come back in the game. Um, Portland played him scrappy, man. They they did what they needed to do. It was just it just it really looked like it got to the fourth quarter and and Golden State was like, you know what, let's stop playing with these dudes. <laughs> and they just they put the clamps down on them defensively. Steph hit a three, KD hit a three, Draymond got a block, and it was just you know then they the lead went from like four points to 12 points within a matter of, you know, a couple of minutes, which is what Golden State is known to do. Um, they just don't have enough. I mean, I, I expect what, there's going to be a game where CJ and um, Dame will go berserk, but they got to get some help from Harkless or somebody else like that on that bench or maybe another starter um, just to keep it competitive. If they don't, there's going to be a sweep, but I, I expect that they'll get one at home. Um and then the final series is the 3-6 series, which is we felt probably was going to be one of the more entertaining series of of the uh, playoffs. Um, OKC at uh, Houston. So, B, I'll start with you, man. How do you see this one? This one is right now the series is what, 2-0? Is it 2-0? I can't, I can't remember. It's 1-0. 1-0. Yeah. Yes, 1-0 with Houston winning. Uh, game one. How how do you see this one playing out, B? Mm, I hate to do this, but I'm I think I might see a sweep, dude. Uh, <laughs> I might see a sweep, man. I hate to do this to Russ, man, but they he just you know and, and I see I saw something on ESPN or whatever, and they were saying. You know, by Russ losing the way he did in Game One, actually helps his case for MVP. And it, and I I I, I kind of agree. I I really think him losing, and we're seeing the team that's around him, and for him to still manage to be a sixth seed in the West and have the record that they have, you know, really shows that they will be nothing, uh, nothing but a development league team without, um, without uh, Russell Westbrook. But yeah, I just think. Houston, it's like it's the same thing with, with Golden State and um, Portland. It's just too much, too much firepower. I mean, you know, uh, um, Harden has a better supporting cast. Um, you know, your your big man, your six eleven and seven footers, total out for like six rebounds, six seven rebounds. I think both between both of them, that's awful. That is awful. Um, so yeah, I just think Houston might sweep them. <laughs> I think. I think they're gonna sweep these boys, man. I would be—I ain't gonna say surprise, but I might give them one game. But this might be a sweep, man. This might be a clean sweep for Houston. What about you, FIFO? Nah, man, I'm, I'm not gonna disrespect the MVP, Mr. Russell Westbrook, like that. He's not gonna get no. He's not. Hey, gonna... hey, I'm not disrespecting him. <laughs> That's why he playing with his. <laughs> That's nah, all. I hate to I do it. You. I feel you. But you know what, man? The beginning of that game, the way that both James Harden and Russell started off relatively slow, Russell had a lot of careless turnovers. He had nine for the game. They're not going to win no game. He has nine turnovers. And he's a high turnover guy. But turnovers when you're trying to make plays are different from just 
balls that you're just throwing away. And at first, it kind of looked like both of the guys were trying to get their bearings, trying to get the feel for the game. I don't see that happening like that from that from from that game forward. You know what I'm saying? So I think that Russell's going to have a more efficient series from here on out. I definitely think that I think this series goes six or seven. Like I'm, I'm not going to call it a sweep just after this one. Nah, man. Like yeah, they lost bad, but but to me they lost it early. And it all look when Russell Westbrook is playing at the Russell Westbrook level. If they would have had a lead in that game, if Russell would have came out on fire, they wouldn't have lost like that. Even if they would have lost, you know what I'm saying. So I just I don't see that happening another three games. I, I just I can't see that happening. So to me, they're not going to get swept. Um, it's going to be six or seven games. This is going to be a thrilling series. What about you, Ken? I wanted to go six. When B said four, that that's how I felt. But I think it was a fill out game for uh for OKC a little bit. Um I, I hope that Russell can I think he just needs I, I know he plays one way, man, but God I just just slow it down just a little bit, man. Um but he has nothing. I mean we knew this. We we knew this the whole year. But they still managed to somehow win win all the games. So Russ, I mean, we know what Russ, Russ and Harden, they're going to cancel each other out. And this is a situation where we see Houston has more of a system in place, more shooters, better players. OKC doesn't have any of that. But I think Russell can at least get them one, maybe two. And, uh, and, and James will, is going to win this one. Um, in in six. So yeah, I got the Rockets in six. Yeah, I I'd agree. I say Rockets in six. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna dump on Russ. And and it, it for some reason it seemed like you know via social media, uh, people were just saying, well, you know, this just proves that Harden Harden is the it's one game. I mean, and and keep in mind, folks listening. Uh, the MVP votes are already in. That's just right. for the regular season. So it's you know, regular what, season is yeah. not freaking playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So so if James Harden scores a hundred points, that doesn't help his case for you know MVP. Uh, so that so it just understand that the votes are already in for those. Oh people. yeah, Kyle too. Also, I just want to piggyback Go off ahead. that. I know we talk about the uh, MVP for the first time this year. The NBA will be having a like an award ceremony type of deal, which. You know, of course, we. I guess we, I've been so used to always knowing who's the MVP during, you know, the earlier part of the playoffs or whatever and all the other awards and most improved player, six man of the year, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool that they're doing this. And I think if they're going to if they're going to continue to do this, I think it would be dope if they have it in different cities every year. Like have it have it in every city that hosts that has an NBA team, just like how they do All Star Weekend. Like, okay, have it at a different city every year. I think that would be kind of dope, you know. Like for, for people like, hey, you go into the NBA Award Ceremony at Blase Blase, and you know, check out see it's you know kind of similar to the Heisman Award or whatever. It's like that's cool that they they doing it. They having like a one event, a one night event where they give out all the awards for the for the previous season, and they waiting to like when the entire NBA. Even though I kind of at first I was like, man, that sucks. But then I thought about it, I'm like, man, I think that's a kind of good idea if if they plan on doing it in like different cities. Don't have it in New York every single year. I think it would be dope if they have it in 
in whatever city, any city that hosts that has an NBA team, I think that would be dope if they have it in different cities every year. I agree. I agree. That 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 would be that would definitely be dope. 